Hi, and welcome to The Book Place. I'm Salem Buchanan. And I'm Mercy Case. We're two sisters talking all about books, reading, and what's bringing us joy right now. Each week, we'll talk about our current reads and then go in-depth on one bookish topic. Thanks so much for joining us. Let's get into it. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 19 of The Book Place. I'm here once again with Salem. Hello, hello. How are you going? I'm doing pretty well, actually. Thank well, that's you great. for a Monday. Yeah, <laughs> we are recording on a Monday. Yep. Sometimes not so good. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay. We are talking today about our current reads, as usual, and then we are talking about beach reads as our deep dive discussion, which I'm very excited about for a very fun reason, and we will get to that later. Oh, we're <laughs> going to get to that later? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we could talk about it now. Well, we could talk about it all the time. I don't mind. <laughs> I am going on beach holiday yeah, next week. That's, <laughs> that's why I'm very busting with excitement. Here. Um, so it's a little early for, you know, general summer, but it's getting there. So we're going to yeah. talk about it now. So to prepare yourselves Great. for beach reading. Um, but Sal, do you want to kick us off with our your current read? Sure. I do have two, even oh, though excellent. it sounded like I only had one. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no. <laughs> My first current read is The Flat Share by Beth O'Leary. And this is one I was really excited to read because I mentioned The Switch two episodes ago. Yes. um, And I really enjoyed it. It was really good. And this was, it was good. I'll I'll explain the premise to you and then I'll chat about what my thoughts are on it. So the premise is focused on two people. So we've got Tiffy, who is, she's like a small time. Don't love that name. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Should have seen the face first. Just got, okay. (laughs) (laughs) She's a small time book editor. She's like quirky and bubbly and has like, yeah, she just is eclectic in her tastes for things. And she needs a place to live ASAP. And then we have Leon, who is quiet and reserved. He's a hospice nurse. So he works during the days. Uh, sorry, he works nights and he's away weekends and he needs some quick cash. Uh, cash. So he's come up with a plan. He is going to rent out his one bed flat for nights and weekends while he's working. And he's going to stay there during daytime hours. Oh. So essentially they're sharing a bed. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> there's one bed in there. Okay. This was problematic for me because yeah. I have a bit of a thing about, I mean, I feel like lots of people would have yeah. this thing about clean sheets. <laughs> Fair. I feel I cannot sleep if I know the bed. I, like, it's just gross. Yeah. It's, it that, skips yeah, me out a bit. Yeah, like, that's fair. Yeah. So I had to get over that whole mental hurdle <laughs> to get through this book. <laughs> anyway, they literally never see each other. So the plan is never to really, like, see each other. Right. Essentially, they're just sharing a place to sleep. <laughs> um, but, but they do start communicating via post-it notes. Oh. So they'll leave them around, like, the house, like, talking about random stuff or yeah and they sort of get to know each other by the habits that they leave behind which is kind of funny that is fun yeah um and so subsequently they get interested and mm. they fall for each other Classic. okay it's a romance um it was good and I do like the way that Beth O'Leary does humans like I think she's she's really good at she talks about deep things and there is um some serious issues that come to light in this book, mm. but she had she does it in a light-handed way, um, which is refreshing. Yeah, and it's not too much. It's like not 
it's got substance, but it's not too heavy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was in contrast to the Switch, it was way more of the physical sexy time okay, right. <laughs> than that one, which is not my cup of tea. It's not my cup of tea. Yeah. So just be aware of that mm. if that's something you've thought you know yeah. you don't really like so i i don't i wouldn't recommend it as yeah. much as the other one i don't or yeah than the other one yeah but it was a good read yeah okay yeah if that makes sense i will definitely still check out more of hers when okay. they come out yeah so it, it hasn't put me off yeah but there was a lot more of the physical mm. <laughs> what's the word like it's not open door intimacy intimacy that's the work that's the word <laughs> So that was uh, The Flat Share by Beth O'Leary. Nice. Hmm. What was yours? One of yours. Well, yes. <laughs> I don't know why we've gone to singular I know, this is awkward. <laughs> um, so my first one is called The Van- Vanishing Half by Britt Bennett. And I talked about this on our little bonus episode when we talked about the summer reading guide. Oh, yes. Um, yep. It was one that I wanted to read. So I have finally read oh. it. I got it from the library. Um, now, wait, did it hold up to so far? The summer reading guide has been a bit of a flop for us. I know it right? has. So how did it? Oh, maybe you should answer. That um, later. I will, no, I'll tell you now. <laughs> it was better than some of the others, okay. but not a knock it out of the park. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's so my, fair. Yeah. I gave it four stars. Okay. That gives you decent. an indication. That's yeah. Decent. So it was yeah. a decent, decent book. And this has been like talked about in heaps of places. You've probably seen yeah. it around. It has a really fun, colorful cover. Um, as did her previous book. Her previous um, debut novel was The Mothers and it also had a really fun cover. Yes. Also one that I wanted to read and I've not got around to yet. <laughs> but anyway, this one is The Vanishing Half. Um, and so it follows twin sisters Desiree and Stella who grew up in the 50s in a very small, like not even on a map, town in Louisiana. And this town is really unique because it's an entirely black community. But the man who originally started the community wanted to make for some reason, wanted to make each generation lighter as they went. Like as um, in? As in skin tone. Oh, skin colour. Yeah. It's like, okay. Um, so most of the. Like lighter in Not weight. like body weight, no. <laughs> okay, that makes more sense. <laughs> that would be weird. Um, so. <laughs> so looking out for the health of the others. <laughs> <Yeah, that's laughs> so most of the inhabitants of the town appear very light and are often mistaken for like oh. white or Caucasian people. Okay. But have that carry the identity of being African-American. Right. So it's this really interesting That is an interesting premise. concept. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the story uh, starts in 1968. These twins grow up in this town and suddenly sneak out and leave home at the age of 16. So 1968, 10 years after they've left home, Desiree comes back to this small town uh, bringing her daughter in tow who is very, very dark-skinned oh. because she takes after her father. Okay. And so that raises a whole bunch of issues within this town which seems bizarre yeah. because they are a black community but they prefer lighter skin yeah right so it's really interesting and so um all we know is that somewhere along the lines Desiree and Stella the twins have completely lost touch because Stella and I'm doing this in air quotes became white okay um and is living as a white woman married to a white husband who doesn't know about her heritage and her upbringing and oh. that she is African-American wow yeah really interesting yeah so the story explores all those dynamics and what happens when the next generation so each of the twins have a daughter okay one who is this very dark-skinned girl jude and then stella has a very very white girl Mm. called kennedy okay and they as they grow up 
through a series of circumstances meet <laughs> um, and what secrets are revealed. So it explores all of that oh, and um, all set amongst the racial tensions and political backdrops of like yeah. 60s to 80s. Okay. So quite an interesting time. Yes. Um, so it's really thought-provoking, really fascinating in its setup. Yep. But I actually did really enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That sounds really interesting. It was really interesting. And yeah. like, yeah, it just made me think a lot. Okay. And I had a lot of questions. Yeah. <laughs> like, how is this? Yeah. How did this happen? How is it possible? Why? Yeah. What? Um, even amongst like the black community, there was very much a, um, it, well, according to everyone else, this little town saw themselves as better than everyone. Right. Um. And just their prejudices, well, everyone's prejudices towards people who were different. But, okay, yeah. Um, yeah. And I found Stella's story really interesting because she spent, she's married a very successful um, guy in finance okay. and lives in like the Beverly Hills in this oh, massive yeah. mansion in this um, very beautiful affluent. street, affluent, thank you, yeah. um, <laughs> um, community and a, a very well-to-do mm. black family moves in and all of her... Um, friends reactions and she's ah. secretly black ah, right and so she and so like that. her how how she interacts with that family and all that kind of yeah, stuff yeah right she's just been trying to hold her life together for so long and just the the bubbling tension of that was very interesting to explore yeah. intriguing it was very intriguing mm, and sounds i have, i still have questions but that's okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> have you gone on goodreads and like looked no i haven't actually i sometimes i do that i should reading a book <laughs> Like, I wonder if anyone else thought this. Yeah. Uh, so that was The Vanishing Half by Britt Bennett. Okay, so my second one is How Do You Find the Time by Pat King. This is going a few decades back to 1975. Just a cash 50 years. <laughs> 50. Oh, I suppose it is. In five years, it? only 50 years. I still think of myself in 2000. <laughs> wow. But well, let's not go back there. Yeah. So, um yeah 50 years ago um she is like a christian it's a christian living book mm. and she has 10 kids wow it's basically i know it's talking about um organization but with a more biblical focus so mm. it's not fully i i would say the title would maybe a little bit misleading yeah because i i really don't feel like it's that much to do with the time more to do with what you are doing in your life, okay. I suppose, more of a broad Like aspect. a purpose? Yes, yeah. Um, yeah, so she's obviously raising kids or she has raised kids at home. She's written this after her kids are grown up. Because she now has the time. <laughs> <laughs> Precisely. Um, anyway, it, it was a little bit cringeworthy in oh. the way that books of that era sometimes can be yeah in the way that I think just the way that they put things it's almost so matter of fact yeah and I like that in a way because I think nowadays books like Christian books can get a bit like let's a bit pandery yeah we can pander a bit wishy-washy that sort of thing so I do like the fact that it's sort of like down the line this mm. is what her opinion is obviously yeah. she's writing her book so if you like it you like it if yeah. you don't lump it, you know, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. in a way. Yeah. And it definitely had things in it that I would pick out and and little gems. Yeah. Like I'm like, yeah, that's a good point and it was challenging for sure. I think you would hate this book. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know what just happened then. Sorry. 
Um, that's so funny. Why? Why? Because I think it's not very feminist or women can do anything in the world. It's quiet and uh-huh. is it like I'm a help meet kind of situation? mothery? It is a bit like that, which is a bit cringy. Does that yeah. make sense? Yep, so yep, you yep. would hate it. Don't read it. And for those listening, <laughs> I like I don't think mothers are bad. I love mothers. I will one day be a mother. It's fine. I have a mother. <laughs> I have a mother. But I yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. I think um if you can see past the parts that are a bit outdated, yeah, then there you will find some gems and definitely is something that I I've th- thought about. And yeah, right. Like, okay, that's a bit challenging. Yeah. You know. So, yes, take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. Word of caution. But it was 50 years ago. Yes. But there's value in it. Of the time. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Great. So that was. We can do that. We're open minded. Great. We can take things on board. (laughs) Uh, That was How Do You Find the Time by Pat King. (laughs) Nice. Over to you. (laughs) Well, uh, my second one is um, (laughs) actually one I read last year. So, my apologies. This week I started a whole bunch of books and have not finished that many. Yeah. <laughs> so I've had to go back into the archives. That's okay. Um, but it's one that I do really want I've been wanting to talk about. And yep. Joe James on episode 13 talked about this book and I wanted to be like, yes, I didn't know that she'd read it and I wanted to talk to her about it. Um, so this is Bad Blood, Secrets and Lies in a Silicon Valley Startup by John Carreyrou. Um, And it is the story of Theranos, which is a company started by a woman called Elizabeth Holmes in Silicon Valley. And John Carreyrou is a reporter who initially started sniffing out this story and followed it through to its eventual collapse. Um, So Theranos was a company that aimed to make blood tests easier and quicker with the use of a machine that used cartridges and you could interpret everything from just a single drop of blood so there'd be normal blood tests people like the and the founder elizabeth was really needle phobic Uh. and so you just use one like little drop of blood and it could apparently do all these tests and you would have it in like great thing yes exactly (laughs) great premise yeah which is why investors gave her billions and billions of dollars to do this thing um and it was going to be in like every walmart and everywhere so that you could just get your blood tests done Ah. you know really locally and because i think walmart's have like pharmacies and stuff oh yes okay um not like a coles (laughs) um yeah so it never worked properly so they could never Ah. get the science to work right consistently and accurately and so all these scientists who were working on it sort of would raise these issues with the ceo elizabeth and um she was just very like yep we'll get it there it's fine kept promising all these things and was a a little bit shady she convinced all these investors like i said to back her with billions of dollars and she misled all her employees and like fda officials everyone to convince them that she could produce this thing and that it was going to be life-changing it would save lives and all this kind of stuff um she wanted to be the next steve jobs and she's really like very smart obviously Mm. Um, in her 20s, yeah, right. but had some really quirky traits. She deliberately spoke in a really deep masculine voice um, because she thought that would make her seem more authoritative and uh-huh. command respect, basically. I wonder if it did. So Obviously. if you listen to, you can listen to clips of her, this was recent, like in the 2010s, yeah. I think, or, okay. yeah, 2000. Um, and there, it is bizarre to listen to her. Okay. It just sounds very, but then there's this one clip that I found where she slips into like a much higher tone. It's just really interesting. So there's wow. a whole conspiracy around 
what's her actual real voice. <laughs> um, and she wore like the black turtleneck that like Steve Jobs did. It was it's really bizarre actually. Ah. Um, and so the whole book just chronicles like how it got started. The employees who raised concerns about the viability of it were either fired or mm. like hushed up yep. with bribes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then how it all came out and eventually collapsed. And it was just, it's so fascinating. Oh, what was and her name again? Elizabeth Holmes. Okay. Um, Google her. <laughs> and so, yeah, this is like she, because it lasted for years. And yeah. there's all these articles about how she's going to be, she was on, I think, Forbes list. Yeah. And all of those, like, one to watch. And <sighs> yeah, crazy. And she, I don't know how she managed to convince everyone. And it sounds like she also was like convinced herself like I don't think yeah right in some ways she wasn't being intentionally deceitful deceptive yeah but she really believed this was like she almost had some weird like um psych- not psychopathic but like denial yeah right traits to her it's, right. it's just really fascinating yeah and how she can like she's very charismatic and all these people followed her yeah anyway okay very interesting so good book great book so that was <laughs> bad blood by John Carreyrou Okay, so our deep dive today, as Mercy said, is on beach reading. Yes. Mercy, you are heading off on holidays. I am. Very soon. So we thought we would um, explore the topic of beach reads because Mm. I think many people, when they get off on holidays, that's the time when, you know, you've got a bit of spare time. You can just sit on the beach or in your apartment Mm. on the balcony. Uh, it might seem a little, a book, yeah, read. it might seem a little premature because, you know, yes. they're just coming into September. But the weather at the moment is primo. Amazing. Yeah. And it's getting that, like, we're getting to some of us. Yeah. And we're all feeling it. We're yeah. ready to get out. <laughs> we need to get out of the houses, people. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so I'm heading away next week for a week and I am so excited. I've almost, um, I need to plan what I'm going to read like I plan my clothes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Well, because you don't want to be too, you're like, you don't want to take heavy things. No. and But you also don't want to take books that you get there and you're like, oh, oh I wish I'd brought that. was that. a danger. Oh, yes. Or like, yeah, you regret. Don't Not have any book one. regrets. Yes. No. No, no, no. So <laughs> let's chat about what we like to read on holidays. Mm. Now, for me personally, mm. I don't really normally read nonfiction on holidays. Okay. And I wonder if that's a common thing. Yeah, right. I don't know. I um, I was thinking about this and I don't really change what I read, to be honest. Don't you? To be on holidays, no. So generally, like if you think beach reads, it's yeah. light and breezy, yeah. either like romance or, again, air quotes, like women's fiction. <laughs> um, <laughs> or it could be like books that are set at the beach or yes. with people going on holidays. Yeah. Um, but I, for me, beach reading is more something that, completely captivates me and holds my attention and is that like escape reading oh, good. so it doesn't whatever genre that is yes so i because that may change yeah anyone yeah, yeah that's like right. i have read a finance book on holidays before <laughs> <laughs> but it was captivating it was so captivating <laughs> yeah um yeah on our on our family beach holiday i read yeah. that um i do remember that yeah i think that was the year we made have all read that. <laughs> <laughs> um so, yeah, for me, it doesn't really change. But do does it change for you what you read? Um, probably. Well, like I said, I don't really read much nonfiction mm. um, because I like to have that, as you say, escapism. Mm. For me, that's fiction. Yeah. Because I read a lot of nonfiction during the year. Yeah. And so I feel like um, 
Yeah. So for me, I'd say, but in saying that, I read a lot of mystery on holidays because that yes. is my, that is where I can get into a story yeah. and it's just like fully captivating. Like yeah. you say, you're, you're drawn in and I can just speed read those ones. Like yes. not speed yeah. read, but you know, it's, you just chow through them. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So I love a good mystery on holidays. Yes, me mm. too. Mm-hmm. I love basically, yeah, anything that keeps me. I, and I remember the books Almost I remember the holidays by the books that I read Yes, yeah. So, like, I remember which holiday I was on or what year it was (laughs) that I read The Alice Network by Kate Quinn on Our Family Holidays at the Beach because I just was so – and it was (laughs) – I was so engrossed by that book and I read it in probably one or two days. And And that's the thing Nurse was a bit boring on that holiday because she was just like, I was was just so into the book. I just want to read, guys. I don't want to go to the beach. I was a bit lame. I was a bit lame. (laughs) Um. But yeah, I can read on a on a specific like beach holiday, not like yes. overseas where you're doing stuff all the time. Oh, but yeah. like beach holiday, um, I can read books in like one or two days, and yeah. I get through a massive chunk of reading because you're just so focused. Yeah, and often you're not reading, not watching TV. Yes, at nighttime even like you're yeah. reading at nighttime or. So you just get so much reading done. And there's not so the nice. distraction of whatever is at home waiting yep. for you to do stuff. Like, yeah. you know, you're just. You're not just like, you're oh, half hour here, five <laughs> minutes here. It's like sure. hours at a time. Yeah. Which is how I prefer to read. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> I like mean, who doesn't? Big, big chunks. <laughs> <laughs> so have you got any um, authors or ones that are well, winners for you? I would say like another thing. Sorry. You, no, that's okay. Coming yeah. back to that. Though. Okay. Yeah. Um. Sometimes a beach holiday for me is a time to tackle those really big books okay. that you wouldn't necessarily like that at home would take you weeks or months to finish. Yeah. Um, it might like you may still not finish it in the entire time, but, you know, you get a really good start into, say, like an 800 page plus book yep. that at home seems completely overwhelming. <laughs> for me, it does. Yeah. Then I'm like, how many more am I going to miss out on? Because I'm it's taking me <laughs> weeks to read this one book. Whereas on a beach holiday, you do have that uninterrupted time and headspace. So, for instance, I've done that with a Kate Morton book, oh, yes. which is not 800 pages, but I think it's like six or seven. Yep. Um, which might have been the same year I read. <laughs> that was no it was really a great holiday. Yeah. <laughs> really enjoyed it, guys. Um, so those kind of ones you can kind of, I'm even thinking, oh, is there a big one that I can take next week to get a start yeah, on? Yeah, right. Um, something like pillars of the earth but that's oh, I'm, well. just, I'm just talking out loud now great I'm fully decided yeah um count of monte cristo yeah <laughs> just a little light reading little lame or something <laughs> so yeah i i think authors wise i would say yeah kate morton is a good one because it's very captivating but i, I don't think i have specific beach authors okay i would just be whatever is next on my list yeah and if i know i, I I generally go for the ones that are going to be knocking out of the park yeah. or that I think are going to be. And I have no issue rereading on a beach holiday because I know that it's going to be a good yeah, experience. Yeah, that's true. So I might yeah. even take one that I'm like, I know I've read this before, but it's purely for the pleasure of it. Great. What about you? Well, I think because, and maybe just a little explanation, I don't know, most people are in Australia that are listening, mm-hmm. but for, I suppose, as it works in the U.S., a lot of authors bring out books for summer. True. So there are a few that I have read in the past that I would keep reading. So Leanne Moriarty is mm. one of those that I really enjoy reading her latest, like over that summer break. Yeah. Um, um, Jane Harper. Like she, yes. these are both in the mystery category yes. for me. Australian so, authors. Australian authors. Yeah. Um, 
that I really enjoy reading on holidays. Those mm. are like two, like I will definitely get the next book. Yes. If that yeah. makes sense. Um, but a few others that I think are worthy of, they're very, they're more like for what I prefer to read is like things that are set at the beach. Okay. Yeah. Because that is generally where we go on holidays. Yep. And we have, so I've got um, Mary Kay Andrews. Oh, yes. So I don't know if you've read any I of haven't hers. read any of hers. I've only read one or two maybe. But The High Tide Club is one that I really enjoyed. Um, uh, she just is set, she's set in like the south of the US okay at the beach yeah um it's got an element of mystery but it's also romance and you know a bit of drama just life mm. you know like mm. um women's fiction <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. know why I use Edwards. that <laughs> um, I think I read it somewhere. yeah <laughs> <laughs> also Elin Hildebrand mm. if um, she is one that I've been wanting to read for so long yes and all, a lot of hers are set at like Cape Cod. Yes, and, yes. Maine. Um, yeah. <laughs> on the East Martha's Coast. Martha's Vineyard. Yes, that's the one. <laughs> um, and so she also is reminiscent of beach holidays. Yep. Um, Jenny Colgan. Oh, for Her yes. light and easy. Just her, I like books that I can just enjoy. Orphan. Orphan. I mean, I feel like our holidays – we're at different, very different stages of life at the moment. So, yes, we go on, do you mean you and I or our family? No, like you and I oh, are at yes. very different stages of life. But yeah. at the end of each year yeah. or at the beginning of each year, we go on a big family holiday. Mm. and To the beach. To the beach and we all like share apartments yeah. and just have fun together. Basically. Chill out by the pool. Chill out. Yeah. Um, but I feel like probably you're at the, you don't have kids. I don't Essentially. Have kids. Yes. So, so my beach holiday next week is purely like it's relaxation. Whatever you want to do, no which is fantastic, it and is I'm fantastic. so jealous. Yeah, <laughs> I know. But I feel like I need books that I can dip in and out of. Yeah, that's fair. Because I can't sit even on holidays at yeah. the moment in my current stage of life, which is to stop children sad. running into the ocean. Yes, I <laughs> yeah. can't just sit there for an hour or two yeah. with a book. They're literally. not completely self sufficient yet. No, Your that's kids. right. Yeah. And so I need ones that are easy, that I can still get the gist of, even if I'm reading a page or a line yeah, or yeah. a paragraph or two yeah, at a yeah. time. So it's usually those easy, breezy ones yeah. that I do tend to go towards. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And mm. nothing wrong with that. I think yeah. I, I probably would, like, if I thought about it, I probably would too. Yeah. Um, go for, I wouldn't go for, I wouldn't intentionally go for nonfiction yeah. on, a, on a beach holiday unless it's one that I may be already reading. Yeah. Um, but yeah, or an interesting memoir I can do. Yes. With. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But for sure. I wouldn't necessarily take bad blood secrets and lives of a Silicon Valley startup yeah. <laughs> just, to <laughs> to, get that in just to get that in there, um, <laughs> to the beach also because it doesn't have a very beachy light cover. It's very black and red. And for some reason that makes me not think beach. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> oh dear. That's yeah. So right. I also forgot to mention before, um, Taylor Jenkins Reid is a winner of a summer read. She is. She's good. Yeah, she has. Uh, One True Loves is fantastic. Mm. Just substance but light. Great. Yep. Great beach read. All right. Well, I think that wraps up our beach reads mm. uh, episode. Mercy will report back yes, on her book reading abilities over the, <laughs> the holidays. She's got like three weeks off. So I know. I gonna feel be like you, yes. <laughs> I'm excited to see what you do with your time. Yeah. 
what you get to do. So if you want to contact us, we would love to hear from you. We are thebookplace.pod on Instagram. Or you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts wherever you listen to your podcasts. On Apple Podcasts. We are. (laughs) (laughs) Wherever else you listen to your podcasts. Um, yeah, we'd love to hear from you if you got time and you want to give us a shout out with your friends, Insta stories, you know, do that as well. We'd love it if you shared us. Um, otherwise, let's get into what's bringing us joy, Miss. What's your item for the week? Well, mine is not an item. It's a TV show, actually. And, um, it's been around for a while and I'm just a bit late to the party, but the, you know I love, because I've mentioned it several times on here, <laughs> you know I love the Cormorant Strike series uh-huh. by Robert Galbraith. Don't tell me they're making it. They've <gasps> made it. Sale. All the three first books, and the fourth one is coming out really? very soon, has been made into like a mini series. Oh. I know. With who? So um, fairly non-known, okay. unknown actors. Yep. Um, one of them I know from. I was like, she looks so familiar from Cinderella. She's one of the evil stepsisters. <laughs> oh, really? In the new adaptation of okay. Cinderella. <laughs> <Yeah>. Random side fact. <laughs> um, yeah, so the f- the first book has been made into like three episodes and the others are just two episodes each of like 45 yeah. or 50 minutes or something. Okay. Um, really good. Have you watched them? Yeah, I've watched oh. them all. <laughs> wow. Um, they're on Google Play, so I did purchase okay. them with okay. cash money. <laughs> Um, cash money cash money <laughs> not an ad <laughs> um but no they're really good and quite close to the books obviously you can't get everything yeah again like we've mentioned can't get everything into a tv show that you love about the books yeah but it catches enough of the essence um and some of it is the books can be a little bit graphic so i would say the second yeah. second series much like the second book okay is the most graphic right um, but really, and it's just, I'm like, oh, I didn't know there was a way to enjoy this series in another <laughs> format. And now I have. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah. It was just really good. Okay. Yeah. To check that out. So uh, it's just called, I think it's called the strike series. Okay. Um, and it's, it says it's all one season, but they're broken up into like episodes. the cuckoo's calling episode yeah. one, episode two, episode three. Yeah. Okay. Um, so seven episodes oh. and I think season, well, the book four adaptation is coming out. In the next couple of months, I think. Oh, great. I'm so just excited. get right on that. I know. I think that's how I found it because I saw an ad for that. Right. And I was like, <gasps> there's the other three series. <laughs> so that's Anyway, that's brought me a lot of joy this week. For sure. <laughs> that's good. What about you? Well, I have an Instagram account this time. Oh, good. Yeah. So I've followed the Nesta. I've actually mentioned her on here before. She's written a few books. But I follow her on Insta and she lately has been putting out some really good content. Right. She is obviously in the US. So we're on a different, uh, what's the word, season schedule. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So they're going into what they call fall, Mm. autumn. Um, And she is... She's all about decorating your home and making a beautiful home, but simply like minimalisty. Yeah, minimalisty. Yeah, it's a new word. Yeah, like why it. not? <laughs> um, and so she's doing doing a lot of stories on. She'll actually go out into a shop and show you what they have and oh, tell cool. you what what things you should just avoid buying because yeah. they're very seasonal in how they decorate. I think yes. in the US, yes, not like we do here really. Yeah, but um, it's really fascinating. It was really interesting to watch, and she's been just putting. She's just about to put out a new book. Oh right, also um, called Welcome Home, Aww. which I've already pre-ordered. Oh well done. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Anyway, she's just a lot of fun. I love seeing people's life in their stories. Yeah. Uh, and I find it really practical as well. I was like, yeah. great, now I know why you don't, you know, why she tells you why you shouldn't buy things or okay. why you should buy things or what she does Yeah, yeah. in um in her stories. And, yeah, it's nice. just bringing me laugh. That's so good. Yeah, it's really fun. Excellent. Well, that is what's bringing us joy this week. Uh, thank you for listening once again. And like Sal said, follow us on thebookplace.pod and comment on there. And just have a lovely week. Enjoy reading. Okay, bye. bye.